I want to briefly touch on why I, well, one, why my episodes went from being typically 20 minutes to 40 minutes to being one, two, three, sometimes even four hours long. Because I want to do as much information gathering as I possibly can with as many resources, facts, and sites, and sources as I can. Now, point two that I want to step onto is why do I occasionally use slurs, profanities, and generally be insulting towards people? Well, there's a various collection of reasons that go with that point. But it is important to keep in mind who I insult and hurl slurs and insults at. It's not random, it's not just willy-nilly. It's genuinely at people who hurt society at whole. Politicians who abandon their post, gee, the Texas Democrats, for example. People who abuse the tax system, people who abuse their positions of power to enrich themselves. People who genuinely take people for rides, lie through their teeth, and then get off scot-free with very little backlash or recoil, or the anger against them dies down general population over a short period of time. For example, I tend to compliment Joe Manchin, occasionally I'll say something nice about cinema, and these are people who are on the opposite side of the political compass to me. So for me, I like to insult people for not doing their jobs and or being selfish in general. Now why do I occasionally use slurs and other phrases and insults that people would typically find abhorrent? That is exactly why I use them. People tend to find these terms or phrases abhorrent, disgusting, and it's sort of my way of pushing back, not just on community guidelines and societal standards, but people have gotten very soft. I think when you look at movies like Blazing Saddles, for example, both sides, right? Indians, whites, blacks, Cauca Caucasians, Asians, and so forth, all riffed on each other very hard. I mean, you had Mel Brooks, an old white Jewish guy, Richard Pryor, uh, I believe he's Baptist, an old black Baptist drug addict dude who was one of the funniest people to ever walk the fucking planet, working together to make one of the greatest movies starring Cleavon Little and Gene fucking Wilder. I think that's when society itself was at a peak, right? When both sides could make fun of each other and it wasn't seen as this abhorrent, racist fucking thing. It was a awesome masterstroke of genius comedy. I've shown Blazing Saddles to a few people I've either worked with over the years or, you know, not really friends, because people I consider friends would watch that movie and laugh. But I've hung out with co-workers from different jobs and their friends, and I'm like, let's watch Blazing Saddles, you know? We're smoking some weed, drinking a little bit. Blazing Saddles perfect. And instead of laughing, they get grossly offended by the movie, and they're like, oh, I can't believe a white guy said nigga. Oh my god. Oh my god, a white guy said nigger with a hard R. Oh my god. Hey, man, that black guy's making fun of white people a little too hard. Oh, my God, they're dressed as clan members? Y you know, it it's pathetic. And you go on Netflix and you watch Blazing Saddles, there's now a trigger warning in front of it. So, overall, I think society's gotten far too soft, right? 
at the same time, everyone but white people can say the N-word. And that's another thing. I find the N say I find saying N-word more offensive than just outright saying nigga, for example. Because when you say, you know, oh, you know the N-word, you're making the person you're talking to say it in their heads anyway. And then you create this kind of awkward situation where people are too intimidated and or scared to actually say the word. When really all you're doing is you're putting this word on a pedestal. You shouldn't put any words on a pedestal. In fact, you should do everything you can to remove the pillars that hold up the words and their power. Because words only give the only have the power that you allow them to have. If you let these insults like tranny, fag, kike, so on and so forth upset you, as far as I'm concerned, this is more about you and your self-confidence, sorry, and your awareness far more than this is anything negative about me. These are just words. If you allow words to hurt you, you are far weaker than should be allowed to exist. Does that sound harsh? Yes. Is it? Mm, quite possibly. But the world's a harsh place. Too many people in my generation grew up coddled, either with a one-parent structure where the parent was over-accommodating and a pushover and never told you no whatsoever, so now you're the spoiled little cunt out in the world throwing a fit because the world isn't bending backwards the same way your mother did for you. Or you had fathers that didn't know what they were doing, or you had terrible parents. It, it goes on and on and on. But far too many people in this generation specifically are far too soft and far too willing to focus on the worst parts of their life instead of focusing on how they can improve society and themselves. Me, I get shit on all the time for using the language I do, but I don't really care. Why? Because it's your freedom of speech to shit on me as hard as you fucking want to. And it's my freedom of speech to come back and hit you as hard as possible. Now, I'm not going to engage in any physical conflict. I do live by the NAP, the non-aggression principle. But that doesn't mean we can't have an exchange of words, be it kind be it harsh, be it indifferent, or neutral. Right. Words are just words. And it starts by using these words. Now, largely I'll use these slurs and profanities in comical fashion. Or, uh, in my Cuomo episode, I quote Tyler the Creator. And what am I gonna say? Tell Spike Lee he's a goddamn N-word? No. No, 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 no. I said the quote. I said the entire lyric the way it's written while laughing because these are just words these words do have a def definition and a meaning yes but you use it the way it's defined or if you use it as an insult you should be able to reply to that insult by using the slur that fits the person using the slur against you a jewish guy calls me a cracker i call him a kike and vice fucking versa. That's how a society can grow a denser skin. And that's something we greatly need going forward in this world. Is dense skin. And you'll notice on my Outside Four Walls channel. I don't curse very often. I don't go out of my way to insult people. I cover news stories very differently than I do on my podcast. Why? Because my podcast is more in line with the personality you get. There's a little character in there. There's a little bit of a persona I put out there. But barely. <laughs> um, I guess that's kind of it, really.
I guess I see using these slurs and abhorrent languages as a sort of medicine for the world at large right now. Because when I say chink, you know who doesn't care? Chinese people. But you know who does care? Some white Kool-Aid-haired little whiny cunt in her bedroom with nothing better to do than bitch online and scream to the void. And I love those comments. I get a big old grin. I even leave a like on some platforms where it lets me leave a like. But when you give these words the power you do, where you're like, oh no, that word offends somebody that I don't know. Or if you're like, oh, well, that word offends me. You have one of two recourses. One, ignore it, go on about your day. Or two, throw a hissy fit and get offended either for yourself and real and not realize that you're probably the 1% of that larger group that you're a part of that isn't offended, or realize that you're offended for somebody you do not know nor understand the culture of that person. Right? And I don't really fear cancel culture. Right? If this podcast really takes off and I'm rolling in the dough, I'm never going to apologize for what I said in my early days. Now, if for some reason down the road my content changes or my opinions evolve and change with time. I'll be very open about that. And I'll say, oh yeah, that was a different time. And I don't regret anything I've said, because I said it and I kept it posted. Now I've had some episodes taken down, right? And there's not episodes that I took down. There are episodes that have been taken down. And I really don't care. I just continue on, and I might make fun of the platforms that do it. But overall, it is what it is. This podcast is... The, the sister to the Outside Four Walls channel. They do similar content in a different fashion. The Outside Four Walls channel is more of an archive, for example, where I post, like, uh, you know, that clip of Biden talking about how he put together the most encompassing voter fraud campaign in history? You know, I post shit like that. Things that I had on my YouTube channel that got purged. I no longer operate or run that YouTube channel. I might post the odd meme here or there, but I don't really... Waste too much time on that dying platform. I like to focus myself on more new tech and alt tech platforms. But the other reason why Outside Four Walls is a little bit more uh, what professionally ran is because I actually plan on conducting real business and real news on there. And as much as it's sad to say, a lot of these companies and other people don't want to be interviewed or talk to somebody who has a lot of videos where they talk the way I do on the podcast. And that's why I make it clear that the podcast and the Rumble channel are similar but different entities. The podcast is more of a kickback and enjoy kind of thing. Sort of watch the world burn together with me. Uh, what else is there? I feel like there's so much more I should be talking about right now. And on top of all this, right, you have to keep in mind that people like Ethan Klein, this isn't the what aboutism and buddhism argument. No, this is just straight fact. Most of these people heralded by the left as these paragons of liberal ideologies have a very sketchy racist background that they're terrified of. Justin Trudeau did blackface and Hindu face and what other other fucking face you can think of. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel did yellow face, for example. You know, you can find all this shit. You can also, like, what's in my pants? Really? Where you had chicks just grope your dick in public? 
But now they hide behind this political correct bullshit and refuse to address their past whatsoever. And H3H3 and iDubs and all these other people, look at what they were doing in 2016. Vastly different than the sanitized shit they do today. And uh, nigger faggot. Anybody remember that term? That was all over YouTube. And then when PewDiePie said it, some guy that had, had a few red pill takes published, as soon as he says, what a fucking everyone loses their goddamn mind. This is a friendly time to remind you that black fragility begins with the letter N. Alright, that's something to keep in mind. But all these comedians out there are so clean and sanitized. And they're not funny anymore. No one is laughing. Now people go to their shows, yeah, sure, but listen to the crowd. Who is fucking laughing? I think Drybar is maybe one of the few safe havens of actual comedy. And even then, when you go to Drybar, you can see what gets reactions. Some person who goes off, who's funny on Tumblr and Twitter, goes on stage, makes a joke, and no one fucking laughs. Meanwhile, you get this 70-year-old dude, who they call, like, the boomer or whatever. He goes over there and starts roasting old people and millennials. Everyone's laughing. Why? Because people like to be made fun of. They may not admit it. They most certainly will not admit it to themselves. But people like to be made fun of. People like racist humor. People love sexist humor and all this shit. Why? Because it's something that as humans we are horribly, horribly terrified of. We are subconscious creatures. We are far too self-aware sometimes, but not in the departments we need to be self-aware of. Oh, do I look fat in this? Oh, if only I was that color. If only I had, had that body. So on and so forth. With these little insecurities. So when a comedian goes up, goes up on stage and addresses them and makes fun of them. And we're in a crowd of a bunch of other people that have the exact same thoughts and issues that we do. We laugh. Not just because, you know, we can say, oh, they're not talking about me. But because you know they're talking about you. And you know you're not the only one in that room who has that issue. Some of the greatest comedy of all time is rude, is crass, George Carlin, Patrice O'Neill. These are comedy legends that pulled no punches and absolutely lambasted individuals and society. Now, I hate to say it, but they wouldn't be famous today. They just wouldn't be. Chris Rock had to retire because he made a joke where he subtly blasted BLM and the people who picked up on it which was a minority of people who picked up on it actually made such a big fuss about it that the 10% of Twitter made him go fuck it I'm done if this is what's going to happen I'm done and on top of all this in the 90s it was the Republicans who were the big cancel culture people burning albums boycotting and protesting artists, musicians, comedians so on and so forth and now it's the left. And we're being the far right who is too sensitive to everything to being the far left that's too sensitive and upset about everything. It's a pendulum. It goes back and forth. <laughs> what's, offended, what's offensive yesterday is no longer offensive today. And what's offensive today will not be offensive tomorrow. The things that are offensive today will be tomorrow's punchline, essentially. And that's how it's always been. The profanity and foreboding language we use today was completely acceptable 
years and years and years ago. Meanwhile, the language from years and years ago is either outdated or you get looked at funny for using it. Like the term Orientals, for example, you know? It's not really a term anybody uses, and when you use it, you get either met with confusion or like a weird look. These words will inevitably lose their power. And then the pendulum of PC culture will swing back into a place where dirty, vile humor is not only accepted, but craved. It will always be a back and forth tug of war between these two uh, divided ideologies, the political correctness and the absolute freedom of speech kind of people. This is a feud that's been going on forever and will go on for fucking ever. Why? Because I don't think society will ever let so fully get to a point where it's uh, deprogrammed to things it finds offensive by today's standards. And that's sort of the issue. But it will lighten up, and then it will get hard again, then it will lighten up, and then it will get hard again. People are all sensitive, and oh no, we see your ankle in the Victorian era. And then you go to the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, where people are like, you know, flappers and shit. Where being promiscuous was, you know, not like the most acceptable thing. But everyone still kind of made jokes about it. And people looked for it. And then you get to the 60s and the 70s. Drug culture. Wild humor. Fritz the Cat. All this crazy shit. Where gross out humor was acceptable. Where being promiscuous was acceptable. And to be Puritan and all that shit was considered prudish. Then you get to the 90s. Garbage Pell Kids. Uh, South Park, Simpsons, Family Guy, all that shit. All that was loved in the 90s. All of it, right? You even had a president say, make America a lot more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Simpsons. And now the Simpsons are a Disney product. Right? The Simpsons are on fucking kids' TV channels because they're no longer considered offensive. They're no longer considered... um, you know, behind a little red veil that says adult humor. Why? Because in many ways we have progressed to a point where that no longer bothers us. We no longer see that as like, oh no, that's almost X-rated. It's PG-13 now at best. And that's a cycle that's just going to repeat itself. It's an Ouroboros cycle. Many of the things that were offensive yesterday are no longer offensive today. And the people who weren't offended by the things yesterday are offended by things today and will be made fun of tomorrow. I don't know if I've clearly explained my point or my stance on this at all, but I have certainly tried. It is like almost 8 in the morning and I have not slept. So I'm doing my best to surmise this. And this isn't the main episode for today. This is just something I've been thinking about. Oh, I guess that's kind of it.